in a world where preps rule and everybody else is the fool. Coming soon to a theater near you. It's De Niro. It's Pacino. That's Brett and Ricardo. I like that. First off, I love De Niro and I love Pacino. You don't forget about Pesci. I know. That's hey. who figured play me. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you get a Scorsese flick, it's uh, it's all about Pesci and those two guys. But uh, yeah, welcome to the R&B show. Season number two, episode number 44 of the only podcast dedicated to high school sports in the Fox Valley. I'm your co-host, Ricardo Grail, sitting alongside with me as always is Brett Christofferson, both with the USA Today Network, Wisconsin. Don't forget about Jim Rosendick and Trent Tetzloff over there, our producers. They're here too, so we're the fearsome foursome, uh, giving you the best in uh, high school sports talk, at least in terms of a podcast here uh, in the Fox Valley. And Brett, we're trying to avoid the storm apparently that's coming, the storm of doom later tonight. Five inches of rain. Uh, there'll be an ark with animals in it uh, floating around. It's going to be kind of crazy, man. I'm a, little, I'm a little worried. Tornadic, too. Tornadic. Well, might too. end up in the land of Oz by uh, tonight. You never know. But do you ever notice, guys, that there seems to be a trend in, and maybe it will be a bad storm tonight, but a trend in, in, the, in the weather forecast where it's just supposed to be like this worst thing ever and then it's really nothing close to that? Yeah. Like. Yep. We're going to get all the snow, get to the grocery stores, pack up. Now, now, and that. And now, now, back in April, they said there was going to be a bad <laughs> snowstorm, and it was two feet of snow. <laughs> it's true. So. They, yeah, they got it right once. That's good. Yeah. yeah but well, so most of the time. Brett's not worried. Oh, I'm No, because we're talking about Varsity Roundtable tonight and wondering if uh, we might have to pull the plug on that. Yeah. But once again, it's it's little shoot. So yeah. it's either technical difficulties or Mother Nature. Oh. Something going on with those Mustangs, huh? Yeah. Remember when the volleyball team was on, the live chat didn't work? That was the yeah. first time ever that the live chat yep. didn't work. It's been working ever fine ever since. <laughs> I didn't do anything different setting it up, so I don't know what's going on. Well, let's hope that uh, it holds off, though, because we like to have the little shoot football we would. team. On, They're a good team. Uh, later tonight, more on that uh, as we wrap up the show. But, yeah, uh, wanted to talk to you, uh, just kind of preview some of the topics we're going to talk about. Kimberly Appleton North, uh, we'll do the recap on that. Uh, Rosie. Myself and Brett w- were at that. I uh, know I was not there. Oh, that's right. It was Mike Sherry. I forgot about that. Uh, right. Rose, uh, uh, Brett had some family commitments he had he to did? get to. Uh, well, and I, I'm boy. Don Mikowski to his yeah. Brett Favre. That's now. right. I'm out. I'm out for good. And uh, w- <laughs> from there, we'll segue into WIF uh, football playoffs. Brett, I have a who's in and who's on the bubble kind of thing coming out uh, in a few days here in terms of our area teams that are in the playoffs and those who are kind of like right on the outset need another win or two possibly. Uh, we'll kind of go through those squads there. And I uh, want to also touch briefly on Kakana and Xavier girls' golf teams. They're heading to state, Brett. The girls' state tournament is already this next Monday and Tuesday over there at University Ridge. Can you believe it? I cannot believe it, uh, but I also can't believe that we're in week eight of the high school football right. season, too. Next Saturday, not this Saturday, but next Saturday, we're going to be finding out the playoff pairing. That's right. And then that I, is true. And then i got to be sitting up there and trying to – Map out what the yeah. next four weeks of playoffs are uh, live those, Sending out those uh, requests. Please let us get into your press <coughs> box, my friend. Yeah, so um, it's, just, it's going so fast. Hey, I hope you pick the right games. Yeah, I hope you pick I the hope right so. games this time. <laughs> well, I, ho- I hope I pick the right game this Friday. Uh, <laughs> we're going to talk briefly on the Nina Fondi live stream that's coming up this Friday. Also, a uh, random topic. Uh, well, first off, we'll also talk about the Brewers winning the NL Central in, in dramatic fashion. Very, very cool to see them do that. Yes, uh, also, was. the random topic of the day. We're going to keep it on the baseball theme, Brett. Best baseball player you have ever seen. Okay. All right. I've got so one. And I need, obviously, your two, inf- uh, both Rosie and, and Trent over there, their, their uh, input as well. Uh, then we'll wrap it up again with a little bit of a, fe- a, little bit of a preview, anyway, on the little shoot kids coming in for uh, 
for Varsity Roundtable. But first, let's talk about Kimberly Appleton North. Tell much, me all about it. Much closer game, Brett, than I expected. And I know you saw it uh, you know, after the fact. But were you a little surprised at Appleton North? I mean, what time? It was 21-17, if I remember yeah. correctly. I mean, it, yeah. was a, it was within a score there. Brett, were you surprised? I will tell you this. Actually, I watched the second half, most of the second half live right here, sitting at, not here, but uh, just sitting on my couch, looking at the phone, showing my wife. I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool. I've never been on this side of yeah. it. It was actually a pretty good experience to watch. I'm like, this is really amazing how I can just sit here and watch a, a game on my phone. No, I'm not. I was not surprised. It was it was close because it's a rivalry game, and these two teams always seem to just. It doesn't matter. It I, it's, it sounds cliche, right? But you know, you throw the records out when these two teams play because uh, of the long history that they've had. Kimberly kept it close because of uh, a uncharacteristic amount of turnovers. Yes, three of them. I mean, when's the last time that's happened? I can't remember. Actually. If they keep uh, ball security, uh, not fumbling it, I think there might have been an interception in there too. Uh, I think they went going away. Uh, Kimberly's scary right now. The, now that now they've got this Caleb Frazier kid coming in as a sophomore, beast. We, we were we were talking about that on Monday. What, what's he going to be? What's he going to look like when he's a senior? Six foot, one hundred and ninety maybe pounds, and just runs like a beast. Love so you it. got Caleb uh, Frazier. You got Will Fisher. You, you even got a, a, a I think uh, a Martzall. You sprinkle him in there as running back. They've got a, a very dangerous running attack right and now. And one of the top receivers in the state. And Zach uh, Lechner. And you got Tennyson and, and Starkles really emerged as a nice. Uh, very good quarterback, actually, but what's not getting, I don't think, enough publicity is that offensive line. Right. And uh, they're they're I was w- at least from what I saw on on, uh, on the live stream, they were they were winning in the trenches. They were getting off the snap and they were pushing and they were getting a lot of yards. And when it was twenty one seventeen, they did what they always do. They went right down the field and answered and, and essentially put the game away. So uh, Appleton North, though, dangerous offense. They I, can they score points. They left points on the field, and I talked to Carter the next day uh, about that, and I really did feel that, you know, at, at least early on, they had an opportunity there to kind of take command of that game, and unfortunately for them, they, they – and but that's kind of – before even Carter was there, that's been kind of Appleton North's thing where you know, they've missed opportunities to kind of, you know, really set the tempo for the game. And, I, and I'm sure maybe that's something that tr- Trent's in Appleton North, yes. so he's seen his team do that. Uh, boy, oh boy! You wait for you wait for one of the, you wait for one of those times for Appleton North for 48 minutes, you know, against you know Kimberly to kind of put it together because I don't think there's much difference in terms of the athletes that are on the teams. There, both teams have a lot of athletes and stuff, but for some reason, it's the 48 minutes. You got to play the full 48 minutes to to beat that team. Well, with with Carter Robinson pulling pulling the trigger as as quarterback, no doubt, maybe the top quarterback in our coverage area. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's outstanding. Yeah. Um, they're going to score points. I mean, we, we streamed a game when they scored 56 against uh, Stevens Point, and so I wasn't surprised that they moved the ball. What's a little different this this time, uh, and maybe even in the la- past couple of years, defense, defensively. Yeah. They always hung their hat on defense, a tough, tenacious defense that locked you up, and they're having a little bit of a, a tough time on that side of the ball. So it's going to be interesting <coughs> to see. What are they, 4-3 and three right now? They do have one more game. This is their Just last regular more. season yes. game coming yeah. up, and then they, they do get a, a little a breather until they have to play uh, that level one game uh, a week off. But with three losses, they'll, they'll, and they'll end up 5-3 and because I think they have a pretty winnable game coming up uh, on Friday. I think it's Appleton West. It is Appleton, Appleton West. Oh, so very winnable. <laughs> yeah, Rosie, in, in the West <laughs> District. Yeah, yeah um, it's, it's winnable. It's been a little bit of a struggle for the Terrors this year, but where are they going to get seated? And when what kind of matchups do they this have This is what's going to happen. Up? A couple years ago, Appleton North went into Bayport. Is that what's going to happen? They're going to go in, and I'm already calling. If they're matched up against Bayport, they're going to go in, and they're going to beat Bayport. 
because I don't I don't respect the FRCC at all, and I'm sorry for any Green Bay folks that are watching, but I've seen way too many times that FRCC, uh, other than Notre Dame, and that's different because they're a Division Three team played up two divisions uh, during the regular season. Other than you know Notre Dame, they never do anything in playoffs. Would you would you put Apple North as an eight seed though? At well, they ha- they'll have three losses. They'll have though. Nina. They'll have Fondy and and. Um, Kimberly, right? Was right, but then, but then they'll be playing some of the teams. I don't know if it's going to be out west. Remember, they play Superior and Hudson out there. Did they play? <coughs> don't Fondi? don't don't be surprised if they uh, they'll, they'll put them down as an eight, uh, as an eight seed. And maybe if I if I'm to tell you the truth, if I was Coach Psalm, let me be an eight seed. You, you got to yeah. play. You got to play Bayport yeah. sooner or later, or, or one of those top teams sooner or later. I'd much rather play Bayport than be matched up against Nina. Or yeah. Kimberly or well, Fond du Lac. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. I'd rather play Bayport because Bayport, w- Bayport, if they're in the F, uh, if they're in the VFA North, come on, man, they're finishing third. Oh yeah. Didn't they know? beat Bayport yeah. last week, last uh, season in the? Last yeah, they did. Yeah. Right yeah. They did. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh, yeah, yeah the three yeah. losses to Nina, twenty-two nineteen, <clears throat> but then Fondy was thirty to seven, and now uh, Kimberly thirty-five twenty-five. So yeah, maybe I don't know. I just yeah, that's a, that's that's a good eight seed because you look at their wins and they've come against no, well, no offense to North. But they're going to look at those wins and say, okay, you beat Appletonese. Points, not very good this year. You know, Kakana, they, they could possibly be a playoff team. D.C. Everest is just wretched. And uh, then you play <laughs> Appleton West, which is struggling too. You're talking about, what, five wins against really uh, nobody of significance. Are you seeing a grouping that would include Bayport, Appleton North, Kimberly, and Fond du Lac and all, and Nina possibly? Yeah. Wow. I that's that's that. five of the eight teams right, right there. Um, and, and, well, I'm hoping that's not the case. I'm hoping they move Fond du Lac south. Which they really yes do. no they'll they'll move them south okay. because th- th- we're already looking at a pot- well and here's another we're reason we're why at a they'll put Bondi Kimberly Marshfield's Division One correct me if I'm uh, wrong I believe so yeah, yeah. if Marshfield's yeah. Division One then they're putting them in that same in that same quadrant you know what I mean so that's another undefeated team even though the Valley's terrible you know yeah that's a, they're they're based they're worse than Bayport when it comes to being undefeated and, and questionable yeah, cause cause that that Valley is very bad the, who the did Marshfield beat from the VFA just Hortonville VFA and West I mean. Did they they beat was it Hortonville and check uh, that no Marshfield's two uh, oh Marshfield's division uh, two no, hold on hold on oh Marshfield's they're two okay two. Marshfield goes they'll do much better two. in division two Marshfield will so yeah I boy that that's gonna be yeah it'll be interesting to see the groupings but right now I think really looking ahead boy I, I I'd be surprised if it's not Kimberly Fond du Lac uh, in in level four right I mean those those are clearly them. from what we've seen so far we now we haven't seen Bayport live yet hoping to do that in the playoffs. A Bayport Apple to North matchup would be fantastic. Be I'd great. love to see yeah. it. North would win that one. I'm but telling you right now, I think so. Apple to North would win <laughs> yeah. that one. Kimberly and Fond du Lac clearly the best teams we've seen around here in Division One, without a doubt. What yeah. if you get another uh, uh, Appleton North Nina? Yeah, I think match I asked you that the other day, Ricardo. Uh, that's a good one. I don't know. Well, we're gonna find out here pretty soon. We'll talk about the live stream coming up. I want to see how Nina responds. Yes, uh, that's what because I'm uh, they they struggled beating Hortonville last week, yeah. and, and no offense to Coach Kloss out there, you know. Portville, you're my guys, but that should not have been that close. In fact, they had to they had to rally to beat Hortonville, and that's what I'm saying. Remember, we talked about it last week the uh, the residue of losing 38 nothing to Kimberly when they were jacked up going into that one. Hey, we're here to prove a point that we are here now as a program, and it, and it was the complete opposite. We're going to find out now they got another benchmark in Fond du Lac, which could qu- be better than, uh, yeah, than Kimberly. Yeah, those questions are still lingering. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't answer no. any of them against so Hortonville. What happens this week if they lose 42 to nothing? Right. That's, that's tough going into the Either playoffs. Either way, if that was the case, there's a clear, 
clear uh, division between uh, what the, the, the Kimberleys and the Fond du Lacs yep. and, and everybody maybe the else. other D one teams. <laughs> but what would that become an apparent for Nina Psyche though yeah. going in the postseason? And if they do play in Appleton North, I would give the edge to Appleton North. In I fact, I think well. Appleton North would win that one kind of handily. Okay. All right. Well, that that remains to be we'll seen. We'll see. We'll see. Well, though it all ha- all hinges on what happens on Friday yeah, night and, at Rocket Stadium. Exactly. And this all segues into uh, the week eight of the football season. is is here. I have a breakdown of of who's in and then who's kind of on the bubble when it comes to the playoffs. Now, Brett, some of the stuff you already know. Two hundred twenty four teams make the playoffs. Again, I must read too many. Uh, well, but in that way, though, they're the only sport in the WA where you have to qualify for yep. the postseason, okay? Everyone else, in every other sport, if, if anybody, all you soccer folks are wondering why <laughs> we cover every football game, but we don't cover the soccer games, that's why, because in the postseason, the regular season means more. You've got to have a winning record or, or at least a 500 record in conference. Too many weeks. Yeah. Too but many uh, teams. 224 teams make the many. playoffs, 32 se- seven divisions. That's where I, I disagree, Brett. There's too many divisions. Yeah. Too no, many well, divisions. We, yes, we agree with that, on um, that, too. You have to have a winning record in conference play that guarantees you a playoff berth. Teams with 500 cr- conference records are playoff eligible but not guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. It depends on how many teams in, in the first division or division one, I should say, get in and, and whatnot. And uh, then, then, you're, then you're talking about tiebreakers and all that kind of stuff to get in uh, when it comes down to some of the other variables. But here are the eight teams from the Post Crescent area that are in. Hilbert, 7-0. Kimberly, 6-1. Little Shoot, 7-0. Menasha, 6-1. Nina, 6-1. Seymour, 5-2. Winnicani, 6-1. Only lost to Amram. Wrightstown, 7-0. Now, that's eight that we have in already, Brett. We're guaranteed eight. Now, there's four teams that basically need one more win to clinch. We talked about Appleton North, okay? That's, that, that's a gimme. I th- no offense to Appleton West, mm-hmm. and I love the Terrors, but Appleton North, there's no way they're going to mess up that opportunity. Freedom, uh, they're 4-2 in the NEC. They need one more win. Uh, they play Marinette in Denmark. I'm going to assume, yeah. Brett, that they're going to get I in I there. I would agree. Uh, Hortonville, um, this, 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 this should happen. This sh- they should get in the playoffs because they finished with Oshkosh North, okay, and, and that's a, th- they're a very bad team. Uh, but then this week, though, they play Appleton East, and I think that's actually kind of a toss-up, but that's a non-conference game. And then New London, the Bulldogs, they're playoff eligible, but they need the win to solidify that spot. And they uh, have Seymour and Shawno. They'll win one of those two the games The last two games. Sure. Seymour, I don't know, that's a tough game, yep. but Shawno for sure, they'll, they'll, they'll beat Shawno. Um, now here's a team that needs to qualify for the postseason, not solidify, but, but to qualify to get uh, – oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm thinking about this last thing. One more win here to qualify. That's Chilton. They have Ron Colley or Valders. 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 <laughs> now, <laughs> playoff eligible. This is what I was talking about where you need another win to just possibly make the playoffs, okay? That's Fox Valley Lutheran with a 3-4 and four record, Brett. They're coming in. Uh, they, they, play, they, have the, they have the Apple Bowl this week against Xavier, and then uh, they finish up with Marinette. Kaukauna, they face Kimberly this Friday. Yikes. You know, Ouch. Uh, and then they finish up with Appleton West. So Appleton West could actually have it be, <laughs> unfortunately, get two teams <laughs> into the playoffs <laughs> these next yeah. two weeks. Wapaka, but here's some interesting teams uh, who have been traditionally very, very good in the past. Wapaka needs to win to become playoff eligible. They have games uh, uh, this Friday against West Pier. Ouch. ouch, ouch, man. And then la- the last game against Xavier. That's tough, And too. Xavier is also next on the list. They play again in the Apple Bowl against Fox Valley Luther, and then they finish up at home against Wapaka. I think you feel good about Xavier winning those la- last two games? Yeah. Um, Wapaka, I, you know, I, think I don't think Wapaka I have to admit, Wapaka, I probably know the least of out of these all, all these teams. 
Um, ever since Karankowitz left, they've really kind of struggled they're there. Be, they're not going to be Bay. West of Pier. I'm sorry. West right, of no. Pier and then West of Pier is... Well, well, West of Pier did to Menasha. Yeah, and I, and I bumped West... By the way, my G10 rankings that are coming on a Friday, I pushed West of Pier way up there, Brett. Uh, that was a very impressive win. The Phantoms got 35-7 over previously uh, undefeated Menasha. I mean it's, it's Valders? Valders. Not Valders. Valders. That's where my dad is from. Valders. I like seeing A lot Valders. of family in the Valders I like area. Valders. Very, uh, spent many a Thanksgiving in, uh, in Valders at my grandparents' nice, nice dairy farm. Good good we we yeah, talked right. a lot about Valders last year during I like the Valders. basketball season. Yeah, remember the Vikings uh, were great, 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 done great. by well, uh, that last second three-pointer. Oh. Oh, by the right. way, I want to say hi to David Robinson checking in and Wendy Reed. The hi, Admiral. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah David that David Robinson. Robinson. No. <laughs> One of my idols uh, growing up, the, the Admiral. Yeah, very good player. fan. Um, but West Pier, give them a shout-out uh, for, for taking down Menasha. They didn't just take him down. They beat him pretty good. Now, what does right. this do for Menasha then? Yeah, what give are your thoughts on the Blue Jays? It makes them questionable is what it does. And oh. I, I love the Blue Jays, but now I'm, 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 I'm in uh, questioning mode. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because, first off, West of Pier is a division lower than them. That, that should never happen. It's one thing if you lose to West of Pier by touching them when you're getting blown out by the Phantoms. I think that creates serious question marks. And, Brett, it goes back to your theory that they should be played in the VFA I'm telling you, South. we talked about it. I get Just be football only, right? Yeah. It, this, this Bay Conference does not help them when it comes in when, when it's postseason time. They can compete in the VFA. Then you can go back to your 16 teams, go back to two divisions rather than this three-division garbage. It's a joke, right? <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. a joke. You don't even know if it's a conference game or not. There's a conference was kind of a conference. Kimberly and Nina, game. well, it's a non-conference game. Really? It's a non-conference game, even though you guys are conference rivals for years and years and years uh, yeah. in, in other sports and in football. And just to a north-south. So yeah, if that. I'm Jeremy Korth and you know you got the Northeast Wisconsin realignment coming – Football only, just say, hey, put us in there. Yeah, we might take a loss here and there, but it's going to make us better when we get into Division Two, and we, we can make a deeper run. Keep us in the uh, in the bay for the other sports. It happens with Wapaka. Hey, how we, we how, how are you, uh, if, if, if you were uh, in, in charge of this uh, alignment in terms of the two divisions, how would you would you do a VFA uh, large and a VFA s- a small in that way? Maybe put all the big schools, you know, the Final Axe, Appleton North, Point, Everest. I do an east or a west or oh, something, you know, like okay. that. Keep keep kind of a lot of the valley schools, Wisconsin Valley schools together, and and I guess I, I, I say that because I, I don't know, you know, if if, if you're Menasha and you got to go against against Nina, which is almost three times your enrollment, they can compete. All right, I'm just saying that's kind of tough to ask the Blue Jays. Maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you do it by enrollment, but I I, I guess I'd if have that to, was I'd have case, to look deeper into if that. If that was the case, then I think Menasha could compete. I mean, I think Kimberly would actually be in the small division well, <laughs> when you think yeah. about it, because they're only yeah. 1,400 kids. Menasha, you agree with me they could compete just oh, fine I agree. in the VFA. I agree, and I do agree with you now, Brett, that the, they've taken a hit in terms of the competitiveness because of being in the Bay. It's, this is a different Menasha program since before. Even a year out of the VFA South, they still had the remnants of that mm-hmm. kind of confidence and stuff from being in the VFA. Now it's yikes. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm putting too much in this West Pier victory, but and, and maybe we've been underselling West Pier all this time. I mean, they, they're, they're really they're, they're, they're yeah, undefeated they're and they're just good. whipping everybody. So I, I have to ask you guys this question. If Kimberly was still in Division Two, how many championships would they have? Oh, they'd still have the same number. You think because so? It, but there are some people who feel like Wanakee uh, and maybe Brookfield Central, uh, then those kind of teams are, are, are better than Kimberly. I you mean, if you look at Wanakee, Brookfield's Homestead's in there. 
you mentioned the West Pier going to three. They're in, they're ranked in oh, they're good division two right two. now. In the coach. Okay, what I saw in the in the playoff. Uh, it, it, I think it's all close. They're so very close yeah. to being division three, or they're like right on the edge there. So it all we won't know for sure till playoffs come out. But uh, well, would, but but get back to your question. I would love to see them play Wanaki because I think mm-hmm. in this year Fond du Lac and Kimberly are far above the other division one teams, and the only other team I think that is in their range is Wanaki. And that's a division two. Can I ask you a question about the Associated Press poll? I'm looking at the medium division. How is Wrightstown not even receiving a vote? Right. How? They're seven and zero. Oh. They have right. a great program. I did not put them in my top ten. They just beat uh, Freedom. I know, uh, but you know, Freedom. I don't know. I guess when I was looking at this, I, I had to, I had to give credence to undefeated teams. I think I put Racine St. Catharines as the number ten team. Wrightstown's undefeated. Yeah. Caught I you, know. didn't I? Uh, you did catch me. Well, if Wrightstown beats Luxembourg Casco, Tigers fans, I think maybe uh, you'll get a little. Well, all you're doing is just you're you're, you're doing some more, bo- more bulletin board stuff yep. now for the yeah, Wrightstown program. <laughs> yeah, Cardo's not giving us any love, and, then, and I did not I did not vote for Amro. Um, so uh, I know I put Green Bay Notre Dame in there. I'm trying to figure out who I put in over them. I want to know. I think I want to put uh, Mount Horeb, not Mount Horeb, but McFarland. I, I want to say I put them in there. But you're right. We I demand th- transparency from you, right. Ricardo. And I, and I, and we maybe, demand it. Maybe I will over the final two weeks. Show Who did you I vote for? What's going on? <laughs> Wrightstown should be in the, uh, they should be top 10 just based on his, his 7-0. and uh, They got Casco. They go 8-0. They've got to be a top okay. 10 team. Brett, I've heard your plea, and I will vote for them next week if they beat Luxembourg. And, I, and I want them. Well, what I want to do so bad because we want that eight no eight no matchup. Medium division, nine, Brett. Who do you think I gave the first place vote to? Uh, first off, division. rattle off the ones that got a first place vote. Well, it looks like uh, Lodi got five. Uh, looks like New Berlin Eisenhower got four, and Waukesha Catholic Memorial got one. Am I uh, right yes. saying that? So that's ten first. So place which votes. of those three teams do you think I gave my first? I place think vote you to? probably gave it to. Waukesha Catholic Memorial. I did. You were the one vote for them. Yes, and let me tell you <laughs> why. Because the only loss came, <laughs> their only loss came against a big division. I forgot who it was, but I, I never. Some people ding them for, but that's that's two divisions higher. <laughs> they lost to a division. That's why I have Notre Dame still in there. Uh, well, this whole we've talked about this too. The, the way you guys set it up. I, it's the, not. I the didn't set division. it up. Don't here's say we. It was uh, somebody out in Seattle who set it up this way. Here's here's the enrollment range from me- medium div- division three hundred one to eight ninety nine. That's a that's a good stretch there. Good stretch, I mean, jeez, yeah. come on, guys. And then large division nine hundred and up, which could include two thousand plus uh, uh, students uh, like like Fond du Lac has or Nina has. Stevens Point, if they were ranked, give me a break, guys. Come on, do your work and do <laughs> all seven divisions. Not only that, but I want to see you guys. And I'm going to the coaches poll and whisper. I want you to rank the eight. Forget man the eight man football team. I want I you to start ranking eight man football. How about that? They're all last. How's that? That's how I'm going to rank eight man <laughs> football. I don't care about eight man football. Easy so. now. All right, hey, next topic. Uh, and let me, uh, if you if you guys uh, will allow me to, please let me talk about and give a shout out to Kakana Xavier Girls Golf. They're heading to state. Uh, First off, congratulations, and, and for, for, for Xavier, because they actually won their sectional. Um, they w- won the, the Xavier sectional, which was uh, by 22 strokes over Luxembourg. Casco, they had a 372 total. Uh, I'm not sure I'm saying her, na- her name right. Xavier's Claire Fakamad. Mm. Fakamad. That's oh hard boy. one. She, she was great last year, I remember. And um, now she, she shot an 82 to share uh, medalist honors with Katie Glander of Luxembourg Casco. Uh, Glender actually beat uh, Fakamad in the playoff for the individual sectional title. 
But Xavier is popped on through to the state golf tournament. That's at October 8th and 9th, next Monday, Tuesday at University Ridge. And Kakana Girls advanced for the second year in a row. They finished second uh, in the Green Bay Preble sectional. Bayport won the sectional title with a 343, but Kakana was right behind with 350. Uh, hey, you know Joe Baranchik of Bayport. She was the individual Golfer of the year. champion. Yeah. And then uh, Emma Moore of Kakana placed third with an 83, and Olivia Reichert of Appalachia shot an 84. She's also going as an individual, so congratulations uh, to both of those teams. Brett, you have an update? Yeah, I'm just going to show the, the weather radar. Is it, is it this one? We're looking pretty good right now yeah. for Varsity Roundtable. Okay. We can get that on there uh, real there. quick. So you're right, Brett. They're a little overreaction. Well, I think they, it, the storms could pop, right? They, they could just kind of start forming above us. They're going to miss up north is what I they're was reading this morning. Head up that yeah, way. More towards Wausau, that area. Okay. okay. I, as long as Wausau's wiped off the map and <laughs> we're not, we'll yeah. be yeah. fine. Yeah. As long uh, as we, we, we got a varsity roundtable show. we gotta, we got to produce Are they like pop-up storms? Like they form like in the movie Twister. All of a sudden it's just there. It's just going to be right above us. Yeah. Sharks are going to be in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Nato. Sharknado. Sharknado, yeah. 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 Ooh, Sharknado. It's going to be dangerous. What is it? Six? Why do they have five, six, or seven now? I don't know. Who watches that? I don't know. Like Shark I've Week. seen the first two Sharknado movies, so and they're pretty awful. They're not or? nothing to write home about. Oh, okay. oh. Right. come on, Trent! You got to be watching documentaries like I do, and a Rocky movies too. Yeah, Rocky. Okay. Been, Rocky's been on all the, the time. It was on actually one of the sub channels too. I was watching the original Rocky. I, I don't know if you have over the air, but I do. I don't have cable, but like on like one of the fourteen point three channels, it came on like the original Rocky. It was really good. It was really yeah. great. By the way, great scene. I want to re uh, again. I, uh, maybe I undervalue Rocky a little bit, or uh, don't give them an, don't, don't give that movie enough credit. I don't know why they won the Academy Award, but uh, the great scene where Mickey goes big, basically over to Rocky's house, mm -hmm. Rocky's apartment, and Rocky's just like ignoring him, and he wants to be his manager and things like that. Yeah. That's a great scene. It is one. It's the best scene in the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, just a great, great scene. And my whole stinks. I know it stinks. My life stinks. You know, he's just going all crazy. And then eventually goes out and tells, yeah, you can be my manager. But yeah. I thought that was, that was a pretty cool You story. know, I had a uh, – when Brett and I, I think we were going to Nina uh, Friday night, and I had said that uh, – you remember after our podcast and Aaron Rodgers uh, was quoting Clubber Lang? Oh, yeah. The next, Pain. Like, do you think that he was listening to our podcast? Oh, or I hope just probably a, was. Just a coincidence. You know what I said to Rosie? I said, no, he wasn't oh, listening yeah, to our yeah, podcast. Was, I don't even think I finished my sentence. Boy, no, no, no. That put a pin in your balloon, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. That's just not how it was. Just, let's be realistic about Rain this. Rain on my parade. There's just tons of rockets because Creed II's coming out. That's, uh, that must be. Yeah. Rocky Three was just on, and I started watching that again. Yeah. Clever Lang ruining the uh, statue celebration. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mickey uh, had already stormed off by then. Yeah. Uh, okay, a random topic of the day before we get to the Nina Fondi live stream um, and then the roundtable preview. Uh, first off, let's talk about the Brewers winning the NL Central. Real quick, I, we could talk all day about these guys, but first off, I want to say how happy I was, how, how it thrilled me, Brett, to, to as watch. As a Cardinals fan. As a Cardinals are. fan, and I hate the Cubs. I have, I've hated them ever since I was a little kid. Uh, to watch them lose was beautiful. And beautiful to watch. And then now, it was like Christmas twice yeah. in a couple of days for me. Yeah. In two days, in 48 <laughs> hours, I was able to see them lose the central title and then uh, get ousted uh, out of the playoffs totally. Both home games, Both too. home games. And that would, that's what tickled me even more mm -hmm. was to watch that happen. So, uh, yeah, to all the Cub fans out there, too bad, my friend. That's uh, how I feel when the Vikings are knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. All right, good. Sick yeah. of these guys. So that was fun. I know you guys had a great time, and I, and I sincerely hope the Brewers – can make this a special run. You know, you, you, you got to take advantage of those opportunities because they don't come very often. No, once every 36 years. Yes. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. the, the last time the Brewers were in the World Series, I was 10 years old. Yeah. yeah. And I do remember that. I wasn't born. No, oh. Trent wasn't even <laughs> I around. I, I was six. He was a twinkle in his dad's eye at that point. 
But uh, I watched that whole game last night, and I just said to these guys uh, before, uh, Rockies are a good team. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're going to give the Brewers everything they can handle and, and could win this series, right? But it's yeah. going to sting a lot less if the Rockies knock the Brewers out than if it was the Cubs. I agree. You know, and you know all the boasting and all the celebrating from Monday the, where the Brewers won the division championship, and then the Cubs come back and take you three three games to one. All of a sudden, you'd be like, "Ouch!" Yeah, yeah. So now you don't even have to worry about them. If the Rockies win, nope. good. And look, good look at yep. here. By the way, the whole Thames thing, where he's like acting like the Incredible Hulk, he might not even be on the roster. He, he, he's, he's not, not going to be. be. No See, way. What are you nope. getting all worked up for? Just showing off your pipe. I mean, showing off the the pythons and everything. Man, yeah. you're going to make the playoff roster. I tell you what, though, it was it was pretty cool on Monday because we had to get ready for Clubhouse Live, and I turned the game on noon. You know, I put it on ESPN, and there was a lot of unproductive things going on yes, at work that day. And then, <laughs> then, we, the then we had to go to the clubhouse right down the yep, street and start yep. setting up for Clubhouse Live. Uh, and none of us were working. We were glued to the TVs in the bar. And then people from the outside were running into the clubhouse so they could watch Interesting. the end of the game, too. So it started to fill up with people uh, kind of glued to the TVs. And, and then we all had a yeah. big, healthy cheer once Keon Broxton caught that. What looked to be initially a two-run homer off the bat of Anthony Rizzo. I thought he got all of that one, but Sounded the, wind, like it too. the wind was yeah. blown in. The wind was blown in off of Josh Hader, but uh, it's a fun time. So, I mean, again, it doesn't happen very often for Brewer fans. So, as long as they wear those old throwbacks, I'm throughout telling the whole you, World they got to put the man. ball and glove logo on all the time. Yes. Yep. One of the more uh, unique and super cool logos mm -hmm. is that Brewer the glove logo. Why Did I tell you how long it took me to figure out that that was an M and a B? <laughs> it took me out forever. I, I didn't even realize that until someone mentioned it to me. And then I mentioned it to my, my, my brother, who became a, a Brewers fan. You know, he was blown away. He didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> there was you're just a recent story about that. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're not the only one that uh, – there's a lot of people that don't – probably still don't even know that, no. honestly. Yeah. So no. then it even elevates the logo. Ah, it was more. cool. Like, I always wow. loved that logo. And, and I wish – and I agree with you. I wish they would bring back the, the Stein that, that uh, yeah. he would, he would yeah. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah, isn't that it? I think beer. it's that Lakefront Brewery in Milwaukee. It is. But right just now. put a new one with the Miller Light yeah. logo on there, and that yeah. was the coolest thing. He it was so unique. It was yeah. so regional. How could you not do that? It was the greatest and Bring thing. back the pinstripes, the block letters. Just go back yeah. to how it is the classic look. Give me a barrel man patch. Yes. Brett, you, Brett, you mentioned that you wanted that flag from the clubhouse, too, that was sitting there during the champagne celebration. Mm -hmm. the with the state of Wisconsin and the yeah. Love logo on there. Yeah, if anybody knows where yeah. I can get one of those, uh, it's a pretty cool flag. But well, well you guys are all logo. excited though, huh? Because all oh, you yeah. are Brewers fans, so yeah. I, I can I can sense the excitement, and I'm really I'm really I'm really happy. I'm I'm really curious. I'm gonna be paying very close attention to this because uh, first off, how much it, it'll, it'll irritate me as a Cardinals fan, but yeah, it'll be your first. So we have eleven, so it's no big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but for for you guys, and then it's gonna you know it's gonna irritate the heck out of the Cubs fans. That that's what gets oh, me yeah. on this. They're already yeah. mad. The Brewers yeah. put out a tweet well, already this morning that's ticking off Cub fans. And so. this this team reminds me of the the when the last time when the Brewers got in and they had to play the Cardinals, but the Cardinals just caught fire. Twenty eleven. Yeah. And that's what this team reminds me that's of. That's good. Yeah. That but Cardinals they're team. They're special That team. Cardinals team was oh, they were good, but you're right, they caught fire. They were not in terms of the regular season very impressive. So yeah, yeah, maybe maybe this is where it's always the hottest team going in the playoffs. But you think it's the Rockies? Rockies are red hot right now. Yeah, they're a very are. dangerous club. But uh, the fact that they just played 13 innings uh, and had to fly from Colorado to LA for the wa the playoff game or the division championship game, you know, game 163, and then had to go from LA to Chicago the next day and then play 13 innings. They've used a lot of guys, and I think they're gonna be pretty gassed going into uh, Thursday night, and Thursday afternoon. Thursday afternoon at four o'clock. That's in Milwaukee, so it's gonna be great. Everyone's gonna be hyped. 
Boy, I'm, 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 ca- I'm catching baseball fever a little bit here. Oh, this, yeah. this, this state will shut down if, if they make the World Series. It's going to yeah. be crazy if it happens. Yep. Brett and I, one thing that we talked about yesterday was them having to cut down their rosters as they get into the playoffs. Is that going to hurt them? I and think it does. Probably, probably does. Yeah. yeah. But it's not just going to hurt them. It'll hurt the roster. Yeah. Hurt oh, every yeah. Team really. yeah. But the Brewers really relied on that depth. Their starting pitching is not no, as great starting, as any of the no. other teams in the playoffs. Starting pitching is very, very suspect. Okay, right we got to switch to this next topic because we're running out of time here. But base baseball, best baseball player you have ever seen, Brett. I'm going to s- think outside the box here. I'm going outside the box. The best player I have ever seen was Hank Aaron when I interviewed him sitting right next to Okay, uh, th- see, that's not fair. That's how you, that's <laughs> no, how you asked no, it. No, no, yeah. The best player was I've ever seen. Was he hitting a whole lot of home runs he at 72? He was sitting right here, one of the greatest players ever, okay. in my opinion, the greatest player ever. All right. That's the best player I have physically sat next to and seen you and got a little. You got it in, in a little technicality. Oh, that's that's not right. Don't say the same thing, Rosie. I won't. There too. And I'm going way outside the box. I'm not even going major league. Ba- I'm going minor league was uh, Wisconsin Rapids Twins. Uh, Mo Hill. Yeah, you. He was, yeah, he yeah. was my idol when I was a kid. Okay. Mo Hill, most home runs. I believe he's got the record in, in the Midwest uh, League. In the Midwest League, uh, never ever, which was a mystery, never made it to the majors. But now I believe he works in the Orioles front office. And somehow. I did a story on Mo Hill. So oh, look it up yeah. on DC Five. I interviewed him. Yeah. Okay. I'll t- I gotta. Rem- I remember that. But yeah, Mo Hill. He okay. was. He might not have been the greatest player, but I mean, to me, he was the greatest. Trent, please give me a, a Major League Baseball player if you can. Yeah, there's so many for me, and, and it's weird because, I, you know, when I was really into watching as a kid, you had those guys like Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire, yeah. Barry Bonds, all those steroid users, and you kind of want to throw them out. But to me, growing up and seeing Barry Bonds hit those home runs into Bacubby Bay, that was something that, you know, was crazy to watch. And even though, yeah, he may or may not have taken steroids and whatever else happened during that era, but – Barry Bonds was so much fun to watch, and to me, was one of the greatest hitters of all time to watch, and just the power that he had, yeah. and, and just the yeah. hitting ability, he was amazing. Didn't need to take the steroids if he did. He was, if he if was I have good. to mention a major leaguer, it probably would have been Nolan Ryan. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Mine is Albert Pujols, Ooh, though I will give yeah. a special shout-out to uh, Tony Gwynn, uh, yep. o- only because uh, my, my family out in the Padre ticket holders and you know, our season ticket holders, and I, so I followed them kind of close throughout my life, and, and, and I, no one ever hit the ball as consistently as he did. And, and, and the guy had the body of a, of a pro bowler, mm-hmm. you know, he, he <laughs> little chubby, yeah. you know what <laughs> I mean? But, man, that guy Boy, could he hit. Could hit. He yeah, but in hit. terms of uh, the best baseball, it's Pujols, hands down for me. Paul Molitor. Oh, now you're saying Paul Molitor. Well, Robin Yount. Robin yeah. Yount won yeah, MVP, how Yount was MVP in the 80s in two different positions, shortstop and center field, 82 right. shortstop, 89 center field. But Paul Molitor, if he doesn't get hurt – He's a 4,000-hit hitter. He would have been one of three to ever reach 4,000 hits. Yeah. I asked him that question once, too. What did he say? When he's here, and he kind of – I said, do you ever think about the fact that you could have gotten 4,000 hits? And he sort of danced around it, but you could tell had he not been what out. What about Cal Ripken? Cal Ripken uh, – Kirby Puckett. I for mean, some reason, Cal Ripken never resonated with me. I know he's a great player. Longevity George, George, was George his Brett. thing. George yeah. Brett was one of my favorites, yeah. too. George, George Brett was Brett outstanding. Was Power could hit, plus he wore my favorite number five. Another one for me would probably be Reggie Jackson. Oh, I was okay. a huge Reggie Jackson yeah. fan as a kid. Did you eat the Reggie bar, the, the Reggie candy No, bar? I, I was at the game where him and Mike Caldwell got in the fight, though. Oh, that was I was there the next day because we got oh, George really? Bamberger's autograph at a local mall, and I remember my dad asking <laughs> Bambi about the fight. What did he say? I can't remember what he said, oh, okay. but it was just, yeah. But I remember also being a huge Reggie Jackson fan. I had this little 
baseball lamp, and you could put whatever numbers you want on the baseball guy, and I put 44. Okay. And I went to a Brewer-Yankees game as a kid, little kid, and I remember the fans booing him to the point I started bawling. I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. why are they, why are they <laughs> booing my hero. favorite player? Yeah, that's cool. That's a good yeah. story. <laughs> oh, great. Okay, so we got a nice mix of baseball players uh, in terms of our best, best baseball player ever. Again, that's our random topic of the day. A couple things left here. Brett, real quick, Lena Fondi live stream this week. We're getting heading over to uh, – uh, Rocket Stadium to do that one, 6.45 p.m. on Friday. It's going to determine the VFA South Championship, both yep. teams 6-0 and going in, in in conference play, so the winner at least earns a share of the of the championship and, and likely will win it outright. But uh, 6.45, we're going to go live on postcrescent.com, facebook.com slash postcrescent, also the Fondy sites, also our entire statewide network of USA Today Network, Wisconsin websites and Facebook pages. So be sure to tune in. We're getting to the nitty-gritty now here as uh, we're week 8, and then We'll talk about the big uh, Northeastern Northeastern Conference matchup next week, uh, potentially between the, the Mustangs and the Tigers for Week 9. Absolutely. Uh, one more thing, by the way, I forgot to mention about Albert Pujols. Go to anybody out there, go to YouTube and look up uh, Pujols' home run off Brad Lidge uh, back in the NLCS, I want to say, uh, back, I want to say 2009, maybe 2008, uh, whatever it was. But uh, one of the most clutch postseason home runs you'll ever see was at Houston. It shut down Minute Maid park or whatever it was there they were all thinking because it was the last out last strike and then he just bombs it he just bombs it out to left field and uh, they actually win that game now they would go on to lose game seven but in terms of having that uh, shut down an opposing crowd i've never seen it like that ever <laughs> you see a crowd go from euphoria to dead silence and albert by the way afterwards said he could he it got so quiet he could hear the crunching of the dirt as he was rounding really that's how wow. quiet it got. Oh well, he kind of just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, when well, he, he went, went over to Anaheim. To the Angels, and you never heard yeah. about him Yeah, anymore. exactly. Yeah. Because And they paid him a lot of money yes, they did. to be an aging, declining player. But then uh, they, hey, they also have Mike Trout, maybe the best player in the game. You never hear about that guy either. Uh, yeah. That's a true story. You know, it's funny because they're out in L.A. Yeah. Yeah. Right? The Dodgers, uh, yeah. Dodgers <laughs> get all the love out <laughs> yeah, there. Like, yeah. Apparently so. Didn't Pujols hit? Into the triple deck at Bush Stadium off for Aldis oh, yeah. Chapman. He, he's he's uh, he just annihilated. Incredible pitch. Yeah. 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 By the way, he has over 600 home runs. Aren't there some uh, performance enhancing questions with, with Albert Pujols? Too, oh, come Ricardo? on, man. Come on now. No, not come with Pujols. Now. Maybe age things. Like people thought that he was a little older than what he was. Come on now. He's still playing. Get out of here with your Pujols aging. I think things. his head. Ex- <laughs> I think his head grew no. too. No, no, no. <laughs> Varsity roundtable. We're following up here or, or, or ending it with our little preview here. Brett, little shoot football players, Noah Miller and Max Warsh. I'm getting the offensive lineman in here to get some love. Looking forward to that. Well, they deserve it. They're 7-0 and ranked, I think. Well, I forgot. I, took, I just took out the poll. They're ranked 8th in the Associated Press, I think 5th in the coaches' poll in D4. And, uh, they I, have them, I think I have them 3rd in the medium division. A couple actually. big games come up. They have to go to Denmark on Friday. That's always a little bit tricky. And then, uh, the big one. But then the big one uh, for what will be the Northeastern Conference title, Wrightstown Little Shoots. So looking forward to those guys. Noah, I know Noah's been kind of bugging. He's like, hey, come on. When are we going to get on the round table? It was going to happen. I was actually going to save it for the Wrightstown game. But you know what? I, I, sometimes with th- that, that's the final game of the, s- of the regular season. So maybe it's wise not to have those yeah. represents from 2-1 and maybe give both their due. So we'll give Little Shoot their due. And hopefully if, Wrights, or if, if Wrightstown wins or if they do something in the playoffs, we'll have them on the show too. You know, Noah has a good story to tell about his, his heart, that heart condition. You might want to look that okay. up. Uh, right. and. and, and Help, let, tell him this, let him tell you the story because he couldn't play football his first two years, uh, freshman and sophomore year. That's right. And an outstanding basketball player for those of you who aren't familiar yep, with him. Yep, he's, I think, within 10 points of scoring 1,000 for his career in basketball. And uh, as far as Max, he smiles a lot. Okay, that's he's, good. He's a smiley guy. Smiley. He's smiley good, offensive both lineman. Both good kids. Looking forward to it. <laughs> nice. All right, everybody. Hey, Rosie, that wraps up our show here. Again, uh, the episode number 44 of the only podcast dedicated to high school sports in the Fox Valley area. 
I want to thank Brett. I want to thank Rosie. I want to thank Trent again for hanging out with me here, the Fearsome Foursome. Until next week, please check us out. If you can, you can watch it live like you have been doing if you are watching this on Facebook. Uh, but please become a subscriber on iTunes or on Stitcher or on Google Play. Brett, Is it time ahead. to act like Josh Hader? Yeah. Oh, there you Jeremy go. Jeffers. Yeah. I'm not a lefty, so I'm maybe oh. go JJ instead. But let's see if I can get it here. Oh, right, totally. right there. Good totally. thing those are brand new cameras. That too, is yeah. an omen that the Brewers next time will have won the National League Divisional Series. We'll see you next week.